Welcome to the Library Love Fest podcast. I'm Virginia Stanley. I'm Chris Connolly. And I'm Lainey Mays. We are the library marketing team at HarperCollins Publishers. Above all, we love bringing librarians and great books together. Join us every week as we present buzzworthy books through author interviews, conversations with editors, and expert opinions from librarians like you. Enjoy the show. Book Buzz, HarperCollins Book Buzz. Check it out. Book Buzz, HarperCollins Book Buzz. Brought to you by Library Love Fest. Hi, it's Lainey. Welcome back. And since it's Halloween week and the night before Halloween, we thought we would bring you a little teaser of a book that starts on the night before Halloween. And Virginia's here to give us a little background. What's the book you brought? Hello. Oh, I love this book. It's so, so good. Grabs you from page one. It's called No Bad Deed. It's a debut by Heather Chavez. It's set in California, and uh, it's about... um, It's about a a woman, a mother, who's desperate to find the connections between her missing husband and a deadly stalker who knows too much about her own dark family history. So when the book starts out, she is a veterinarian, this woman, Cassie Larkin, and she has worked late. She's driving home. It's dark. It's late. It's raining. And um, she has her husband and her kids are home, and she's late again missing dinner and so she's on her way she's tired and as she's driving just a few miles from her home uh, something runs in front of her car something just passes by and she's not sure what it was first she thought it was an animal but then she realizes it was a person so she pulls over to the side of the road to see um, what's going on and she realizes that um, it's it's actually two people that she sees, and so um, I don't want to spoil it because I'm. I'll read some to you, so you'll see. You'll you'll get a sense of what's happening there. But it's 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 all about. Um, it raises the perfect question, you know. If you uh, you want to be a good Samaritan, I mean, all of us, most of us, I suppose, want to be good Samaritans, but um, she wants to be a good Samaritan, but. What she does, the actions that she takes that evening, change the trajectory of her life because of what she does. Uh, so, um, and you know, this, as I say, this is a debut, but um, boy, has it gotten some great reviews already by some really heavy-hitting mystery writers like Lisa Gardner, who says it's a twisty jet-fueled thriller. Don't miss it. Um, Peter Swanson loves it. Oh, Linwood Barkley, everybody knows him. He's written a, so many books. The Noise Downstairs elevator pitch. He writes, Chavez's breathless page turner will have every aspiring good Samaritan thinking maybe they should let the next guy help. It's so great. Um, it's her, a great quote. It's a great quote. Anyway, tons of tons of praise. Allison Galen, Peter Swanson, Liv Constantine. It goes on and on. And this is a debut. So um, you, you start from page one and you just get sucked into this story and it's really, it's really good. She was a newspaper reporter, and now she's, uh, she's written this book, and I think that we're going to hear a lot more about this author because she's really, really good. Gets characters and atmosphere and scene really good. 
Yeah. So you brought a few lines of the book, right? Is this the beginning? This is the very beginning right now. So here we go. This is the opening chapter of No Bad Deed by Heather Chavez, coming in February 2020. If my kids had been with me, it wouldn't have happened. I would have stayed in the minivan, doors locked, windows rolled up, just like the 911 operator instructed. But my husband, Sam, had the flu. He had picked up Audrey hours before, and Leo was studying at a friend's house, so I was alone in the van. Driving in full dark, I felt like I was alone in the world. Clouds thick with unshed rain drifted across a half moon, drizzle seeping from them, even as they threatened to split open completely. During commute, the two-lane road carried a steady stream of parents on their way to the elementary school up the road and nine-to-fivers headed west to Santa Rosa. Several hours post-commute, though, it was nearly deserted, owing equally to the time and the weather. I finally surrendered and switched on my wipers. Only a couple of miles from home, my phone buzzed in my purse. A name popped open onto the minivan's in-dash display. Sam. With the Bluetooth, it would have been easy enough to connect the call. Instead, I ignored it. After ending a 12-hour shift fishing several dollars in coins out of a Labrador's stomach, I was too exhausted for another argument. Lately, all of our conversations seemed to start with the same four words, I love you, but... Sam gave me only three rings to answer before ending the call. In the sudden silence, my stomach grumbled. It was the third time that week I had missed dinner, and it was only Wednesday, probably the reason Sam had called. I love you, but your patients see you more than me and our kids. That was a popular one. I popped open the energy drink that had been sitting in the cup holder for days and took a sip. I grimaced. How did Leo drink this stuff? I was pretty sure a can of cat urine would have tasted better. I drained half of it anyway. Caffeine was caffeine. On the north side of the road, from among the oaks and evergreens, the old hospital slipped into view. Paulin Creek bordered the campus on the south, open space and a flood control reservoir beyond that. Vacant for years, no one had reason to stop at the hospital. Still, I thought I saw movement between the buildings. A chill pricked the back of my neck. I wrote it off as the surge of caffeine. Distracted, I almost missed the shape that streaked across the road. I jumped in my seat. A deer? No, it ran on two legs. A person. When I reached to return the energy drink to the cup holder, my hand shook, so the can caught the lip of the console. It bounced onto the passenger seat, liquid pooling around my purse. The string of expletives I let loose would have gotten my teen son grounded. I pulled onto the shoulder, threw the car into park, and peeled off my cardigan to sop up the puddle. As I used a wet wipe from the glove box to blot my sticky hands, I squinted at a spot near the hospital's entrance. I strained to see what lay at the edge of my low beams. A sliver of moon softened the night, the headlights of my minivan slicing through the branches to the trail beyond. It's probably a jogger. In the rain, in the dark, without reflective gear, the primitive part of my brain scoffed. Raindrops pinged off my windshield. I switched on my brights and could see better now. I identified a second shape next to the first. Just off the road, they were about the size of the topper on a wedding cake. I put the van in gear and pulled off the shoulder, driving slowly, trying to understand what I was seeing. With Halloween the next night, 
At first, I thought it might be a couple of teenagers. What better place to stage a prank than a hospital that sat abandoned on a semi-wooded hillside? But as I drew close, my focus sharpened. A man and a woman stood in the spotlight of my high beams. They were arguing, no, fighting. Sam and I argued, but this was not that. This was bald fists, shoving, rage, and because of that, the dark-haired woman in the yoga pants didn't stand a chance. The woman curled in on herself, dropping her chin and tucking behind her crossed arms, making herself smaller even as the man, bald and more than a foot taller, did the opposite. I stopped the car but left the engine running. My fingers were clumsy on the keypad as I dialed 911. The woman glanced in my direction, but the man in the jeans and white t-shirt never turned my way. Less than 20 feet away, and he didn't as much as twitch. What's your emergency, the dispatcher asked. I startled at the voice, unable to answer. I trembled, double-checking that the doors were locked. I gave my location and then described the couple. They're fighting, I said. Is he armed? I don't think so. What's he doing now? Before I could answer, the man picked up the woman and tossed her down the embankment toward the creek below. He showed no more strain than a Siamese tossing a lizard. And for a moment, the woman was pinned to the sky by my headlights. Then she fell, disappearing beyond the tangled brush at the trail's edge. A sudden weight pressed against my chest. The dispatcher's voice, so loud a moment before, grew distant, warped. My lungs seized and my vision darkened at the corners. An urge to hide overwhelmed me. I wanted to crawl into the gathering void and disappear. It felt like a memory, though it couldn't have been. I had no memory like this. Suddenly, I felt as vulnerable in my locked car as the woman on that trail. Was I having a stroke? A panic attack? My mouth was dry, my tongue a useless lump. I was uncertain the dispatcher understood me. What the hell is happening? The man pulled something from his pocket. A cell phone? Something else? Then he was gone, maybe over the trail's edge. Seeing him disappear was enough to snap me free of whatever had rendered me speechless. He has something, I said. What's he doing? The dispatcher's voice remained neutral, but I was freaking the hell out. I don't know. They're not there. They've left the scene? No, I just can't see them. My hand dropped to the door handle, though I had no intention of leaving the van. As if sensing the gesture, the dispatcher instructed, stay in the vehicle. I formed a fist around the handle. Before the dispatcher could ask any additional questions, I slipped my phone in my pocket and opened the door. Oh my goodness, that's so chilly. Isn't that chilly? Ooh. I know. It'll get you in the spooky spirit. It Can will you get... imagine not being the night before Halloween and this goes down, you have to decide if you're going to help or not? No. <laughs> but and, and then the cops tell her, don't get out of the car. And then she gets out of the car. Uh, oh, but that... you can see it happening. Yeah. You know? Oh, and you're just like, it'll be fine. No, it's never fine. It's never fine. No, no. Um, well, it's never fine if it's going to make a good book, <laughs> which it does. Um, thankfully, it's fiction. Um, so thank you for reading that. And we want to know what your favorite Halloween costume was. We talked about it on our Facebook Live, which you should go listen to because we pulled out all the spooky stops. <laughs> but <laughs> It's a crazy um, Facebook Live. Right. And we included No Bad Deed, but we wanted to do a little reading because it did start out the night before Halloween. So um Go check out Facebook Live. Hope you enjoyed these pages. And then on social, let us know what's your favorite Halloween costume you had as a kid. Or last year, either one. Um, (laughs) We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.
Thank you for listening to the Library Love Fest podcast. For more information on this week's episode, go to librarylovefest.com. Enjoying the show? We would love to hear what you think. Find us on Facebook and Twitter at Library Love Fest and on Instagram at Harper Library. Be sure to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and share the show with a friend. Lastly, if you enjoy our show, we bet you'll enjoy all of the other podcasts from HarperCollins Publishers. Find a list of shows at harpercollins.com forward slash podcast. See you next week.